you guys doing? Are we blessed? All right. Um, it has been just an awesome few weeks, hasn't it? I think it's been an awesome month. I think God has marked our house with something very significant. How about you guys? Starting with the prophetic conference, it just kind of built from there. And um, we, about 150 people, committed their life to the Lord last Sunday. That is 100. I'm sorry, more like 100. Um, Isn't that awesome? Isn't that awesome? Um, I talked to some of the people that were working the food. They said, we fed at least 600 people. At least 600 people came through the line for, um, for the barbecue last Sunday. Isn't that just, God is so good. God is so good. He's marking our house with favor. And if we don't open our eyes to see what it is, he might just pass you by. He's not passing me by because my eyes are open and I see. But, um, but let's just be aware of what God is doing in our presence. Amen. Um, I just think about just all the stuff that kind of has led up to the la- the last month with our prophetic conference and and God really speaking some things into our house and and that kind of led into our Easter service and and then that led into a uh, seven or six kids six students I call them kids they're not kids some of them are older than me but six Bethel students out of the blue God said go to Vegas no relationships no um, they didn't have any idea where they were going to stay. They literally had $20 each in their pocket and a full tank of gas. And they came to Vegas. And how many know that's just a mark on our house that revival is happening. Revival is in our midst. So who was here Wednesday night? Who got healed Wednesday night? Some, anybody? Yeah, we got some healing. Some people got healed. Um, so it was just, wasn't it awesome? The fire tunnel like the second fire tunnel in our church in a month. That was so great. So, so awesome. Well, I wanted to talk about some stuff this morning. Is that all right? You get to hear my voice for a few minutes and my notes are on my phone. So, you know, that's okay. I'm going to go to Mark six. If you want to turn with me to Mark six and I'm reading from NAS. So you don't have to put it on the overhead because it's going to be different. Mark six. This is when, um, I think this is it. Yeah, this is it. (laughs) This is when Jesus went to his hometown. How many know that sometimes the most difficult place to be who God has made you to be is in the most familiar places that are, that you're known to. Um, that's why it's so important that we break the spirit of dishonor and familiarity over our house, over our church, over our lives, over our family, over our community. Because it will hinder what God wants to do in and through us. But I think about, um, where's Laris? Where's my son? There he is. Wave, wave your hand. This is our son, Laris. He looks just like his dad. Um, he's been with us for almost two years. He's lived with us and been a part of our family. And it's been an honor just to have him in our home. And as I was like processing this message, I was thinking about his life. And I'm thinking... He knows everything about us, like everything. He lives in our house. Um, Recently, Zach was telling you guys I did this, like, crazy diet, and and I only ate 500 calories a day. It was just insane. It was good. It worked out really well. I lost 15 pounds. Yay! 
and I'm going to do another, not the same thing, but I'm going to keep going and try to get healthy. But, um, but for that, like 30 days, about a week of it, I was a horrible person. I just really wanted somebody to feed me. It was like the starving children in Africa, like literally somebody give me something to eat. Um, and I just, I was thinking, I'm like, I am this horrible, like mean person for this week. And I'm just, I'm making it worse because it probably wasn't that bad. But I'm thinking he was home. He probably like just stayed away and like, oh, if this lasts any longer, I might move out. But I was just thinking about how he, <laughs> how he knows everything and he still loves us. He still honors us. He still looks up to us. He still calls himself a son, knowing everything about us. That means in his heart, there is no dishonor. Familiarity has been broken over his life. And he can look at us and see our hearts through the mistakes, through the humanity, through the, the failures. He sees the realness of who we are as people and loves us anyway. And it makes me think in the story I'm going to talk about in Mark 6 is when Jesus went to his hometown. And who knows, he's, our, he's the example of how we should live our life. Jesus didn't come to the earth to show us what God can do. He came to the earth to show us what one man completely surrendered to the will of the Father can do in the earth. So he is our perfect example, right? I think Bill Johnson said that. I'm going to give him credit. Okay. So let me read this really quick. And my eyes are, I'm sorry, my eyes, I have like the best vision, like 2015 in one eye and 2010 in the other. And then I got pink eye for a week and a half, thanks to my children. And my eyes are blurry. So somebody pray for me because that's not okay. Um, Jesus went out from there and came into his hometown and his disciples followed him. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue and the many listeners were astonished saying, where did this man get these things? What is his wis- what is his this wisdom given to him and such miracles as these performed by his hands is is not the um, is not this the carpenter the son of Mary a brother of jo- James and Joseph and Judas and Simon are not his sisters here with us and they took uh, and they took offense at him Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor except in his hometown and among his own relatives and in his own household. And he could not do many miracles there except that he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them and wondered at their unbelief. A lot of times I've heard this message, I've heard this scripture and it's teached in like a negative way. It's like a, like a more negative, but I want to bring out something really good in it. And I want to talk about some of the things that they saw in Jesus. No matter the fact that he was familiar to them, the first thing he saw, he was known for astounding revelation. They were in awe at what he said because they knew where he came from. They said, who is this man? Do you hear what he's saying? And let me, we've been hearing so many good things coming from, um, from our pastor recently. You have something to give. Right? That was a message a few weeks ago. There's something in you. God has put his revelation in your heart because you are, your, you are the only influence in your sphere. See, God has given us a sphere of influence where I'm the one that can impact it. I think about with my children. I'm, I'm their mama. I'm their only mama. 
I'm it. That's I'm the mom. They have a dad, but I'm their only mother. And God has put me in that position to be their mom. So he's given me everything that I need to fulfill that in his perfect plan and his, in, in, in everything that they need, I have. So as if you're a mom, if you're a husband, if you're a wife, if you're a father, God has given you everything you need to be that perfect person. The astounding revelation that came from Jesus. The next thing I see is wisdom beyond his ears. They said right here, um, where did this man and what is this wisdom given to him? They understood that he had wisdom. They said, how did he get this? We know where he came from. And I want to just encourage you that it doesn't matter where you've come from. It doesn't matter what people said about you. God puts wisdom in you. He puts everything he, you need and he puts it in you. And the last thing, it says miracles were performed by his hands. And no matter what, he performed miracles. And then if you skip down, it says, and he could do no miracle except he laid hands on a few sick people and healed them. Um, that's a really good day for me. I don't know about you guys, but a few is at least three. So um, I don't know in my lifetime if I've laid hands on three people in one day and saw them healed. That's a good day for, that's a good day for somebody. So even through all of their um, offense and even through all their familiarity, Jesus had a good day when he went home. And I think sometimes we have to look at the, the, the bright side, the good side of things. You have, have a good day. Never stop being who God made you to be. Never, never hold back who you are. See, um, obviously we weren't always pastors. Um, we, before that we were just people, you know, we're still just people that, that made mistakes every once in a while. I mean, now we don't ever. The other day I was talking to my mom and I know we were talking about something and and she's like, Rochelle, did you just say that? I'm like, mom, do you not see the halo that's beaming over my head? Like, have you forgotten that I am just an angel? I'm just, I'm totally kidding. I do make, I do to call myself her perfect child because you know, we know the other two, but I'm the perfect one. They're not here. I can totally talk about them. <laughs> um, but but before, before, you know, we were, before we were even married, we had a family. We had people that know us, that grew up with us. And sometimes I think they look and say, that's just Zach and Rochelle, you know, like, but it, it can't stop us. And this home, this, this, these four walls, this is our home right in here. This is our family. Let's not let that that thing start creeping up in us. Even Zach was talking about it in transition, that thing where we just get so familiar with each other that our, our love begins to grow cold. The fire in our heart, the passion for each other begins to dim and die. Let's, let's keep the fire going. Let's keep our hearts stirred. And remember that even on Jesus' worst day, people got saved, healed, delivered, and set free. Even in his hometown where nobody loved him, nobody appreciated him, nobody understood. They were astonished at his revelation, his wisdom, and the fact that what by his own hands he could do mighty things. On his worst day. 
I want that to be my worst day. Seriously. Because on his best day, I mean, you know, we just read the Bible. It's just, it's awesome. But let's, and even in this, even in this scripture, there's so much good stuff we can come out. But let's just come out with the stuff that says, they were astonished at his revelation, his wisdom, and the miracles he performed. His love for them never diminished. His love for his home people, his own hometown, it never faded. It never went away. He kept the love. He kept the fire burning. And even through their dishonor, even through their familiarity, even through their contempt of him, he still was able to show the love of Jesus, show the love of the Father. Amen. So God did some awesome things this week, and I just kind of want to give my own testimony. <clears throat> I love to talk about the love of God, and one of my heroes in the faith is Heidi Baker. If you know anything about her ministry, she's unbelievable, unbelievable. And I remember the one word that I heard that kind of rocked me, and it said, um, and um, I'm going to get a little weepy, shocker. Um, it said, if you don't stop for the one who will, and she was talking about because she, um, and just a little history of her ministry, she got called at a young age to the mission field and didn't see a lot of, of mighty miracles and didn't see a lot of, God wasn't doing a lot when she was young. It was just like, it was, she just saw a little bit of stuff. And then, um, and then she got rocked and for like seven days, she literally was like praying and just knocked out in Toronto blessing. They had to carry her home and she, like literally she didn't eat and stuff like that. But, um, after that, she said she saw the eyes of the she saw the eyes of the father that they were burning. They were like liquid love, and they just oozed love. and And he said, "Will you go for me?" And she said, "No." And then he said, "Will you go for me?" And in her no, it turned to yes. And she said, every part of her no turned to yes inside, just looking in the eyes of the father. But anyways, one of the and, and then mighty things broke out. I mean. She has 100% in Mozambique, 100% of deaf ears are open, 100%. I mean, you know, that's a pretty good statistic. I mean, she's just got orphanages and churches and all kinds of stuff. They see awesome things. But one of the things that impacted me the most about her ministry, she talks about the one. She says, every day, every moment, there's one. There's one that you're supposed to stop for. There's one person that needs to know the love of God. And if you don't stop for the one who will, and I just remember that shaking me from the inside. And, um, and so I love to talk to Christians about the Lord. I love to just, I love to minister God's love to, to broken people. And, and, and it's usually inside four walls and, and it's inside the church and that's okay because that's my job. I'm, you know, I'm a pastor, so I'm called to raise up and, but I have a hard time. Um, I know you guys are going to think I'm, I'm lying, but I'm a little shy in the public of just kind of coming out of my shell. And so these crazy weird people come stay in my house for a week and it just, and it kind of rocks me a little bit. And so, um, and, and so everywhere we go, they're like, pray for a word for that person. I'm like, do you, do you know me? I don't do that. Just don't make me do something. But, um, but God is just starting to just shake some things inside me and remind me of some, of some of the things he spoke to me when I was, you know, a few years ago when we started to plant the church and my heart started to break for people. And not that I haven't, my heart has become numb, but it's become more about 
you know, pastoring people and less about going out there myself and ministering that everywhere I go. Um, and so that was kind of something that shook me. So as we're going to watch this video, I just want you to be reminded that you have something to give and that everything that you need to reveal the love of the father, everything that you need to be his glory in the earth, he's put in you by his Holy spirit. See, I think sometimes we think we talk about it even in children, like when kids get filled, when kids receive the Lord, they don't get like a mini Holy Spirit. They get all the Holy Spirit. Now, let me tell you, if you're shy, if you don't have boldness or if you feel intimidated or if you feel held back by your past, you don't have just a little part of the Holy Spirit. You have the whole big Holy Spirit, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead will give life to your mortal body. The same Jesus, the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of each and every one of us. None of us have a mini Holy Spirit. None of us have any, any hindrance from our past. None of us have any of that. We have all the Holy Spirit we're ever going to get the day we receive Jesus and it lives in us. And it's a big, big, big Holy Spirit. Amen. So when you watch this, don't get intimidated because you don't think you can do it. Let it stir your heart because you know that it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter your past, your circumstances, your present. All that matters is that you have the Holy Spirit in you and his glory wants to be revealed through you. And there is a lost, dying world. And God says, just stop for one. Just let it be one. All right. Okay, let's watch that. This is how we roll! We're fighting in Las Vegas! We made it! We made it! Like you just carry an inheritance. I don't know if your dad's wealthy or not, but I just see like you have this 
ability to just give an inheritance to your children and your children's children. Thanks. We'll just pray a blessing on you, man. All right, thank you. Thank you, man, guys. Right on. Question for him is there someone close to you that you're praying for that's sick? Is it hurting right now? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. God, I just pray that you just heal this chest pain. Yeah. Just take out the pain. That you just feel a difference right now, God. Yeah, command pain to go now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, I bleed. Nice. Yeah. Like it doesn't hurt me more. It, doesn't hurt <laughs> it really no. It, like it kind of yeah, just like faded like, away. No, I feel like it's a trip. You feel like it's a trip? I feel like it's a trip right now. So you got no pain? No, I have no pain in this arm. What about the other one? This one I kind of do. Okay, we gotta get this one. Yeah, no, we just command total healing. Lord, started the work in the one hand and the right hand. Now finish it in the left. Bam. 14 days to go down to the <laughs> Bam. Yeah, that's the one. Wow. And I just, I introduced it's on really the very weird. first day. It's really weird. I feel like it's psychological. And I was pretty upset about it. Is that second? Are they gone? Is pain gone? It is. Both? Yeah. What? Like, what? This like, hey, Jesus. I'm tight this one, but oh, not so, as bad okay. as it was before. It was bad. It's just a testament of just, just go, just be the arms of the father extended, just be father God's arms. And I know that there were some awesome testimonies from the other groups and we're going to hear about those coming up and I'm sure we'll just share them as, as we hear them. And, and, um, and I know my, my kids, I sent my kids, well, with dad's approval, they wanted to go my 10 and 12 year old and they just got rocked by the love of God. And, and the boldness that starts in them at a young age is just, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And then they see it and they don't doubt it. They don't doubt. Kids don't doubt. They don't have our minds that tell us to doubt things. But, but I just want to pray really quick. If you feel like maybe I need more boldness or I need to have God break my heart for one, or I, or maybe you're just feeling like this is speaking to my heart that I just, I, I need to go out there. So can we just close our eyes and, um, and if, if you just, if you want somebody to pray for you, if you want, if you're feeling the tug of the Holy spirit on your heart, because God, he, see, he breaks our heart so he can rebuild it. 
his way, the right way. Let him break your heart this morning. And if that's you and you're saying, God, he's breaking my heart for the lost, the broken, the hurting, the dying. I just want you to lift your hand up. And just let him break it. See, somebody stopped for you. Somebody prayed for you. Somebody went out of their way for you. Just do it in return. Every day, everywhere you go. Let your life be one that just pours out. That gives. Holy Spirit, just... Just flood this room with your presence. Just flood this room with your glory. For just a moment, let our hearts break for hurting broken people. Let us see beyond the let us see beyond our eyes of our own situation, our own circumstance, our own what we feel like we have to give. And let our hearts be broken for just a moment. I really feel like there's somebody in this room that you feel like I have such a passion in my heart for people, but you, you feel like you have no boldness. And I think your, your past is holding you back. Things that have happened in your past are holding you back. And you feel like, how can I minister? How can I give? I'm a wreck. And God is just rebuilding you right now in his presence. I heard one time, a broken glass, a broken vase that's been put back together just shines more glory through it. Just shines more of of the Father through it. Sometimes it's the broken, messed up lives that God rebuilds that are the most powerful, that have the most to give. So don't just refute that lie right now and just say, I give that. I, I replace that lie with the truth that I'm yours, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Mm. We love you, Jesus. Father, I thank you for every person in this room. I thank you for your presence and your faithfulness, Lord. And I just pray that you would burn in us your passion for broken, your passion for hurting. Jesus, you are the best example of somebody that always stopped for one always stopped for one hurting person. Let that be burned in our heart this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, if you guys want to stay and worship and and spend time with the Lord, you're fine. If not, I love you. Have a good morning and love on some people before you go. Amen.
two, one, two. One, two, one, two. Two. <laughs> 